Psalm 107. Others went out on the sea in ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. For he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunken men. They were at their wits' end. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. So if you're able, please stand as we sing together. Jesus is the name we honour. with that's going to work excellent
That is our heart's desire, Lord, to see the name of Jesus lifted high above all the earth, to see the reign of the Prince of Peace proclaimed in every corner, to see the whole of the created order working properly under the stewardship and guidance of the Creator God. For there to be no more tears, for there to be no more sickness, for there to be no more war or famine or anything that disfigures. And yet, we know that's for another time. It's for another epoch. It's, it's for the time when you return to the earth, Jesus, and come to reign in glory. It's for when you come again and renew and remake all things, including us. We live in this in-between time, waiting for your return, waiting for you to come again. Help us not to waste our time on things that don't satisfy. Help us not to be diverted away from the main thing, which is to proclaim your name. Thank you for giving us purpose and meaning in life. Thank you for saving us from the wreckage that we had made of it. Thank you for giving us another chance. Help us to make the most of everything that you have placed into our hands. We ask it in the glorious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Noah. Your turn. Today's reading is from Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Amen. Amen. Well done. Yes, indeed. Excellent work. Very well read. Beautifully done. Um, anybody a fan of The Lone Ranger? What? <laughs> you all look this through. And the, most people are going, who? Well, <laughs> I, I am fascinated by these stories that come out from time to time of um, uh, people that they, they do things um, in disguise. They are not who they seem to be. Now, you, you see, you look at me and you think that is a mild-mannered minister of the gospel. 
Once I take these glasses off, though, I am transformed into a crusading superhero. I know. Well, when Clark Kent does it, that's bonkers, isn't it? I mean, the, maybe one thing, maybe another thing, depending on how you're dressed. I mean, wearing your underpants outside of your tights. I don't know whether that's a very super thing to do, but he does it, doesn't he? He gets away with it. I mean, there, there are, it, it just drives you up the wall sometimes. You, you have to suspend all manner of uh, critical faculty when you're looking at some of these stories. Uh, and uh, the Lone Ranger, who always dresses the same except for the mask and always appears with his trusty aide and guide, Tonto. Um, take the mask off, unrecognisable as that masked Avenger. It's really odd, isn't it? But I think sometimes when you're around somebody quite a bit, you can forget exactly who they are. And the little story, the little piece of Mark's Gospel that was so beautifully read for us. Thank you, Jonah. Uh, <clears throat> that, was, uh, that was just amazing. Uh, the, <laughs> the disciples were around Jesus a lot. And who do they think he is? I mean, he tells them quite often and quite regularly, I am the Son of Man. He gives lots of clues as to who he is. It is not until after the resurrection that they start to really grasp the importance of what he has said. And they start to understand fully, exactly who he is. But in this little piece, um, he rebukes the wind and the waves and the disciples who are in the boat with him are going, uh, who is this? Who is this? At this stage in their relationship with one another, they have not grasped the full import of who Jesus really is. What about you? I've been... I've been a minister for 35 years in the summer. Good grief. Uh, and I was a Christian way before that. So I've been a Christian for about 48 years. That's a long time to be around Jesus. And even now, sometimes I forget. This is Jesus. This is the Son of God. This is God. I forget sometimes. And I moan and I whine. Oh, come on, God. Come on, do something. Why won't you? Why don't you? Who do I think I'm talking to? Well, I'm talking to God. Actually, God who can deal with all of my whining and all of my moaning and still love me and still care about me and still care for me and still be at work in my life and in the life of the world. Who is this masked man? <laughs> Who is this? Question to ponder for us. Let's sing together again. 
Um, from the highest of heights, indescribable. This is who Jesus is. And we'll take up the offering at the end of this song. Let's stand. If you're able. together. 
Father God, once again we've come to say thank you in this most practical of ways. Please take all that we have and all that we are and use even us to further your kingdom. Amen. Amen. Now if you're involved with Junior Church, it's time for you to take your leave. The Lord be with you. So let's bring our intercessions to God. Let us pray. We're forever thankful, Father, that we can do this, that we can bring our intercessions to you. We look at the world and we're in danger of being overwhelmed by all that is going on. We are still shocked and outraged by everything that we see going on in Ukraine. And we wait for this to be resolved. We don't know still what will happen. We don't know whether it's starting to run down or whether there is still many, many more days before this comes to an end. We see the destruction of property and of life and livelihood. We see the streams of refugees making their way away from danger towards safety, and our hearts just sink. We still cannot believe the inhumanity of one human being towards another, and the lies that are told to try and justify what is going on. As Christian people, We long for the truth because we know that the truth sets us free. And we're aware that in war, in all war, truth is the first casualty. Competing stories are being told. And we won't know, or those in Russia won't know for quite some time, what is real and what is true. We hope, Lord, that they rise up against their leadership and tell him this is wrong. But how can they when they don't know? So perhaps it's for the rest of the world to tell him. We pray for a boldness and a courage on the part of all of the leaders of the other nations in the world to speak out very clearly and say this is wrong. And if we need to take actions yet more actions, then we pray that there will be, again, a boldness and a courage and a willingness to do what is right. NATO, European Union, United Nations. We all have representation there. May our Ministers, our leaders, speak clearly and boldly and courageously about what is the right thing to do. 
we're thankful for the humanity of those countries that are bordering Ukraine to the west. We thank you for the way in which refugees are being received, helped, encouraged, either to find refuge and, and places in those countries or helped to make onward journeys. And again, we pray for our own government and just ask that they might wake up and do the right thing, stop messing about. Thankful too for all the non-governmental organizations that are at work in Ukraine and in the neighboring countries, helping to smooth the way. Thank you for our sisters and brothers in Christ in the churches in Ukraine and in all those countries that border Ukraine, doing what they can to help. Thank you for the Bible Society and their Ukrainian branch still active, still doing work in that place, taking the hope of the gospel everywhere. We get so frustrated and angry sometimes, Lord, if we did not have this safety valve. Who knows what we might do? We're thankful, Father, for all the activity that happens in this building, so much of it about taking the hope of the gospel to those uh, amongst whom we find ourselves, growing disciples in the churches. And to that end, we give you thanks for the Lent groups that are meeting this, this week and throughout Lent as we consider your prayer, the Lord's Prayer. Help us to grow and develop in our faith. Uh, encourage us to think about you more and in the right way May our faith be encouraged. May we grow. May we find that we're overflowing with love and concern for those around us. And may we find it easy to say a little more about you and about what you mean to us. Within our association, we give you thanks uh, for Jeff Colmer and for all that he has brought to us during his time as regional minister, team leader. We pray for him as his year of office draws to a close as president of the Baptist Union and as his ministry as regional minister, team leader draws to a close also. We give you thanks for Lisa Kerry, his replacement as CBA regional minister, team leader. Thank you for her, for her experience, and for her willingness to serve. We're so thankful that someone of her caliber and quality and character has stepped up. Thank you that there's a little bit of an overlap between Jeff and Lisa, so she'll have that wisdom to draw on for a few weeks. And as the rest of the regional team also come to the end of their time 
and we advertise for replacements. We pray that the right people would come forward, that the right people would be appointed, so that Lisa and others will form uh, the right team to take the association forward. Thank you for the help that the regional ministry team is to our church here and to every church across the association. We gather up all of our prayers as we say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So we'll sing together once again. If you're able, please stand. The splendor of the King. Name 
friends yeah <laughs> sorry i didn't realize that's a prompt <laughs> so who is this be afraid be very afraid <laughs> um this uh, this part of mark's gospel this particular miracle is the first of three mighty acts of power that mark has jesus demonstrating uh his kingship and his power uh, in this particular instance, it's uh, a lordship over the created order. And then when they get to the other side of the lake, uh, to Gennesaret, uh, he's confronted by Legion, the demon-possessed man, and heals him. And then after that, uh, he heals uh, a dead girl, raises her from the dead, uh, and uh, also heals the woman with the issue of blood. So the, there are three episodes here uh, that just demonstrate the wonder uh, of Jesus, the, the Jesus, the man of wonders. Uh, and it, it just helps us to think more broadly about who this Jesus is. Uh, demonstrations of his power, who he is, and his compassion. Now, there is fear in this story uh, throughout, in fact, on the part of the disciples. And I love the way Jesus is just in the back of the boat, asleep on a cushion. We'll come to that in a minute. So when evening comes, he says to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. The other side is um, foreign territory. The other side is not... Uh, is not Israel. The other side is not safety. The other side is Gennesaret. The other side is Gentile territory. The other side is foreign. The other side is dangerous. It's not where you'd expect to see God at work. And as they're making their way across, this sudden squall breaks out. I referred to Noah as Jonah, didn't I? I'm sorry about that. You must tell him when you... <laughs> I thought he read that beautifully for us because there's some lovely words, aren't there, in there? A sudden squall comes up and the waves break over the boat so it's nearly swamped. And in the beginning of this story, there's massive fear of the weather, massive fear of the tempest, the squall, the storm. Uh, and what is going to happen? Remember, a number of these disciples are seasoned fishermen. They are used to the conditions on this lake. They know what it can be like. This won't be the first time that they've come face to face 
with something like this. So they know how desperate it is. They know how bad the conditions are. And we should not underestimate any of that. And this story, this little snippet, it just poses two questions for us. Who is Jesus? And will you trust him? Who is Jesus? This question is asked regularly of Jesus. Who are you? The Pharisees ask it, don't they? Uh, Again, earlier in this gospel, Jesus is preaching and teaching and he's in a house and there are Pharisees and other teachers of the law present. And as he is teaching, uh, suddenly there is a commotion on the roof and dust motes start to fall and bits of plaster and suddenly there is a hole in the ceiling and a man is being lowered down on a mat. And as he is lowered, Jesus looks at him and he says, Son, your sins are forgiven. And the Pharisees there are saying to one another, they're not saying out loud, but they're saying in their own thinking and their own hearts and maybe quietly whispering to one another, Who's this? Only God can forgive sins. Who is this? And Jesus knows what they're thinking. Is it easier to say, son, your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up, take your mat and walk. In order that you might know who I am. Son, get up, walk. And he does. Who is this? Only God can forgive sins. Well, he must be God then, surely. But they don't make that leap. They don't make that connection. Who is this? John the Baptist asks this question, doesn't he? He is in prison and he's facing death. When he baptized Jesus, he was sure who he was because when Jesus presented himself... For John's baptism, John said to him, you're coming to me? I should be coming to you for this. For now, let it be like this, so that all righteousness is fulfilled. And the heavens are opened, and the Spirit of God descends like a dove, and the voice of the Father is heard. This is my Son, with whom I am well pleased. Who is this? But even John wonders while he he languishes in prison and he sends some of his disciples to go and ask the question. And Jesus says, the lame walk, the blind see. These are signs of the kingdom of God, the messianic inbreaking. Uh, as it is found in Isaiah. And it was the passage that Jesus took when he spoke in the synagogue in Capernaum just to open his ministry. This is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. John the Baptist, are you the one or should we look for another? Tell John, this is what is happening. 
And now the disciples. Who is this? And it's a question that is asked to this day about Jesus. And there are all sorts of answers that are given. Who is this? Well, of course, he was a good teacher. Those people that don't want to offend those of us that are Christians will often look for good things to say about Jesus without committing themselves wholeheartedly to what we can see. Great moral teacher. If you want to know the difference between right and wrong, you should look at what Jesus teaches. Very often, um, intellectuals, uh, moral philosophers, will say, Sermon on the Mount, some of the best and greatest teaching in the whole world. But they won't necessarily acknowledge Jesus is Lord. Who is this? A good teacher. A worker of miracles. Well, of course. If you take what you read at face value in the Gospels, how could you not say that? How could you not know that? A prophet. Someone who spoke about the need to acknowledge God. Someone who called people to a new way of living. A good teacher, a moral teacher, a worker of miracles, a prophet. Yes, all of those things and more. For us, for us who believe, saviour. And how the disciples needed a saviour at that moment with the wind and the waves doing their worst. And I love what the disciples say to him. Jesus is serene in the midst of all of this. The wind is blowing hard. The waves are mounting up. Uh, there's, a, there's a chance the boat is going to be swamped by water. We're all going to drown. And where is Jesus? He's in the back of the boat, asleep on a cushion. He's utterly self-possessed. And utterly serene in the midst of this chaos. Oh, how I long to be like that. When it's all going wrong around you. When you can't see how the thing is going to end. When all you can see is that wall of disaster looming. How I long to be serene and self-possessed in the midst of that. And despite these many years of walking with the Lord, I'm still quite some way off that. I can still be knocked off balance. I can still be misdirected. I can still be fearful in the midst of the chaos. How I need to know that I'm in the hands of the Saviour. I love what they say to him, don't you? Teacher, don't you care if we drown? I have done that so often with Jesus. Look at what is going on in my life. Why aren't you doing something about this? Do you not care? And it has been as bad as that. You may in the prayers of intercession just have caught the beginning of my frustration with what is going on in Ukraine right now. I served in the army. I know what we could probably do if we all decided to pull together and do something. 
it would be a step change in what's going on. It would mean a lot more death and destruction. But it might be quicker. And I'm an, an amateur student of history. And you'd have to look far to see that this has happened before. Mid-20th century, late 1930s, when one man decides, I'll just take a little bit of territory because we've got some, some people that speak the same language we do and we've got some people that look like we look and sound like we sound. And we'll go and rescue them from the clutches of what? And it led to years of destruction. If it had been nipped earlier, what might have happened? You can't know. You just can't know. But I get so frustrated sometimes. Don't you care if we drown? Don't you care? I'm so thankful that God is long-suffering and he can take all of my frustration and all of my anger and all of my disappointment and deal with it and still love me as we've sung already. God is good. Saviour, teacher, don't you care? if we drown and Jesus stands up in the back of the boat and he says you be still you be quiet who is this who is this even the wind and the waves obey him well it's not hard to work out who this is these fishermen and others in the disciple band. They'll have been to synagogue. They'll have read the Psalms. They'll have read about the merchants that went out to sea. They'll have read those few verses that we read at the very beginning of our service together. Psalm 107, verses 23 to 30. Jesus rebukes the wind and the waves, thereby saving them all. He saves them from death and from the power of death. This is the Lord of all the elements. And this command of the wind and the waves, this is a mark of divinity. This Jesus is God. That is where you inevitably must arrive if you follow properly the logic of what is happening. And I love what he says to them. Why are you so afraid? Why? <laughs> because we were going to die. Everybody dies. Everybody dies one day. Why are you so afraid? If you know him, if you love him, you will be safe and secure 
no matter what comes against you, if you have said yes to what Jesus has done on the cross for you, if you've confessed your sin, repented, and you're seeking to live your life as best you can in the light of his teaching, you are safe forever. Thank you. <laughs> it does not matter what is coming against you. It does not matter what surrounds you. It does not matter what circumstance may befall. If you know him, you will be safe. Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? God help us. So often I feel like the father of the epileptic boy. Do you, do you remember when Jesus and his inner circle have been on the top of the Mount of Transfiguration? Uh, and they've had that amazing experience of seeing a glimpse of Jesus as he really is. You know, all of the glory of heaven is starting to break through him. He shines as though, you know, he's, he's full of light. And they come down off the mountain and the rest of the disciples are trying to help this man's son who is clearly not right. He throws himself into the fire. He injures himself and, you know... Gosh, it's dreadful. Um, Sir, will you please help me? Your disciples are trying, but they can't do it. Do you believe? I do, but help my unbelief. I've been around God and Jesus for years and years and years. And I know what he's capable of. But I still forget. And sometimes, God help me, I don't always believe that he can. And he can. Who is this? Who is this? They were terrified. At the beginning of this episode, they're terrified of the wind and the waves. And at the end, they're terrified of him and ask each other, who is this? So there's reassurance here for us. Massive challenge, huge challenge. Jesus is present in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the chaos of whatever is going on for you right now, Jesus is present, friends. Whether you believe it or no, that is the fact of the matter. And he's just asking us, have you no faith? Who is this? Will you trust him? Questions to ponder. Let me pray for you. You are the mighty God. That is who you are, Jesus. And you are Jesus, Saviour. And you are Emmanuel, God with us. As we start to ponder your names, 
Our faith is quickened, Lord. And our hearts begin to sing. Like the father of the epileptic boy, we believe, but sometimes we need some help with our unbelief. So will you draw near to us and help us as we seek to follow you more nearly every day? Amen. Now I've picked out an old hymn uh, and uh, Simon has very kindly found a good organ backing track for us. So if you're able, stand and we'll sing together, O Worship the King.
may the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness and protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.